KTLY Sunday Show, your weekly forum to discuss the issues in our community. Brought to you by Derek McGarry, State Farm Agent, here to help your life go right. Here are your hosts, Donald Nelson and Philip O'Donnell on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. Good morning. This is the KTOY Sunday Show with Donald Nelson and Philip O'Donnell. Uh, again, we want to welcome you to this show. KTOY Radio 104.7 FM produces the Sunday Show. We bring it to you live each Sunday morning from 9 until 10 a.m. It is the sixth day of December. It is the first Sunday of the month. There are 20 days to Christmas, and I want to say there are 44 days left in the administration <laughs> of this food that we got in office. Who Thank God we are through with. We are practicing social distancing. Um, and basically what that means is that you would not have the opportunity to call in. Our guests are on the phone lines and we do that to adhere to uh, what everybody with good sense says, you know, keep yourself alive. Yeah, yeah. That real dude that you just referred to uh, uh, was down in Georgia last night spreading more ignorance. And it's, it's, it's pitiful. <laughs> and then he was tweeting after that with Mo ignorance. Yeah. We took last Sunday as a part of the Thanksgiving holiday, and therefore we did not broadcast on last Sunday, so there was no Sunday show. First time in four years. A long time, even though that was a Sunday. But we're back. We're back this Sunday live and living color, and we're in rare form. Because this is the first Sunday of the month, and we call the first Sundays of every month a Crosstalk Sunday because we have the Crosstalk panel as I guess. So stay with us because we're going to go to a brief break. Don't change that dial because when we return, Phillip's going to announce again the Crosstalk panel. Stay tuned. The Sunday show will continue with Donald Nelson and Philip O'Donnell. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. This year has many people pondering the question, am I prepared for life's unpredictable moments? 2020 definitely offers new proof that things can change in the blink of an eye. Before these random, accidental, or unpredictable moments happen, we are here to help you prepare for them, just as we've always been and always will be. This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. Please call us at 903-831-2000 or visit us at DerekIsMyAgent.com. An important message for Mayor Alan Brown. We've got an amazing city. I'm asking you to help keep it that way. Before you click to buy, look local first. It helps keep the money you make in Texarkana, and it keeps the Texarkana economy moving and growing. Growing so we can afford to have the terrific schools and facilities for our kids. First responders to keep us safe so that we can build for the future the kind of Texarkana we want for everyone. Look local first. Keep Texarkana hopping. Here's your three queso burgers. Have a supersonic day. I don't even think I can make this at home for $3.99. No, you have to buy the meat. You have to buy the queso. You have to buy the bread. You have to buy the cheese. You got to buy the grill. <laughs> you got to buy everything. The queso burger for just $3.99. A 100% pure beef patty with melty cheddar, zesty cheese sauce, and hatch green chilies. Only for a limited time. For contactless ordering and payment, order ahead in the Sonic app. Tax not included. See many for details. Mobile ordering only available at select locations for a limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. 
Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Wrap up 2020 a winner with a brand new Hyundai Elantra. Register at Texarkana Sharks and Derek McGarry State Farm Insurance. When we announce your name around 735, 835, 1235, or 435, call to qualify. In December, one lucky qualifier will win a Hyundai for the holidays from Or Hyundai. And the station with more chances to win big in Texarkana. Jammin' 104.7 KTOY. You're listening to The Sunday Show with Donald Nelson and Philip O'Donnell. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. Welcome back to the show. Very appreciative. We have people like Derek McGarry who uh, sponsor us. Very appreciative also that you share your time and you're, you're, you're with us as a as a listener. Um, let me introduce to you who is not amongst us uh, on this first segment of the of the Crosstalk panel. That's Irma Pondexter. I'm pretty sure everybody in Texarkana, if you've lived here, <laughs> you know her or know of her. But very appreciative for who we do have with us. Miss Joanne Rice, a TISD administrator and former teacher. Mr. Jesse Butchke, hey, yeah. a TASD administrator and former teacher and Mr. Mark White who I, I mean I'm gonna tell you everybody got whatever level of success that they achieved I wish I could be my own boss and generate my own money I really admire entrepreneurs and and that's what he is as an engineer and a contractor so all of our crosstalk panelists hopefully you're there do you guys hear us Yes, good morning okay good morning. I'm okay. on pins and needles good morning all right okay <laughs> All right, uh, you know, um, uh, the Sunday that we cherish the most is when we have uh, these high-profile guys uh, with us on the the line, and and, uh, they save us because we tell our tales for three Sundays, and we can always depend on Jesse and Joanne and Mark bailing us out. And sometimes Irma. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) Irma. Okay. So I hope that... that, that uh, Jesse and Joanne, Joanne and Mark has uh, been safe and staying safe and whatever the case may be, and we're glad to have them back with us this Sunday morning. All right, guys and girls, uh, we're concerned about healing. It, when you hear uh, Joe Biden speaks, uh, Kamala Harris, they never uh, speak without talking about healing the nation. Uh, because the nation certainly has been bruised. And if you saw the uh, campaign um, speech last night in Georgia, you'll know that uh, while somebody is trying to heal the nation, that uh, Donald Trump is, has, is, is at his old thing, continuing to tear it up. By and lie. Lies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so in the meantime... Uh, uh, I asked to send me topics, and Philip always comes from the top of the rock. 
So he has a topic here this morning that we're all going to share in, but I always like to allow the person who sent it to sort of give us the lead. So, Philip, go ahead and talk a little bit about it. And uh, most of us know Reverend William J. Barber because he's a very powerful speaker. Let me um, kind of begin with where this came from. There was an article in The Atlantic written by a gentleman named Adam Harris. It was published on November 29th, so it's very fresh. The, to- the topic of it was, Is American Healing Even Possible?, And I thought this was so much relevant because we're going from an old administration to a new and we're going into a new year. And the cool thing about that is you get to kind of redefine who you are. Now, with that being the case, I love on what you touched on, Brother Nelson, when you talked about basically what you said was numbers never lie. And I think about Jamel Hill, who was who had a show on ESPN, and that was the title of it. And if you don't know who Jamel Hill is, that's one of those real sisters. That's going to be truthful with you. And if your feelings are hurt by the truth, yes. you just got hurt feelings, yeah, which he, is why she don't work there. And no. he canceled her show, yet. yeah. Which yeah. is why she don't work there yeah. no more. But let me tell you what the numbers say. When it comes to wealth, when it comes to power in our country, the top 1% of people who have money, the top 1%, they own 50% of the wealth that's generated from the stock market. Now, I'm ta- I'm not talking about who owns the land or the gold or the resources or, you know, runs the multinational corporations. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you think about that. There's inequality right now. The hunger lines, the hunger, the people who are jobless, okay. but the stock market is hitting record highs. Okay. So at the same time that the rich are getting fabulously richer, mm-hmm. the rest of America in the, in the midst of a pandemic is struggling. Sure. So this is part of what makes this relevant. So the top 1%, They own 50% of the stock market, of the wealth that's generated from it. And the top 10% of Americans, they own 93 or 94%. So it is very much wealth inequality that that the numbers dictate. This is not a matter of opinion. Now, this is a matter of, is it going to affect your wages? Yes. Is it going to affect who has power? Wealth and power go together. So there is some classism in this. So... I like to tell people I'm not coming at this from the left or the right or progressive or conservative or even Democratic or Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about these dollars and how you get access to them, yeah. who got them and what they're going to do with them. That's where we're going with this. Is American healing even possible? You mentioned Reverend William J. Barber II. Even if you don't follow the civil rights movement and don't watch TV, I think most people are f- remotely familiar with the name. This is a gentleman who was taking on what is called the Poor People's Campaign, Mm -hmm. which Dr. Martin Luther King began. This is his mantra. This is what he's doing. He's that big preacher from North Carolina who kind of has a hunchback. I don't know what it is, but he's but he once you've seen him, he is very distinctive in his look. And once you listen to him. Oh, man, he deep. Very distinctive in his speech. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So this article in The Atlantic entitled Is American Healing Even Possible? Published on November 29th. I want to touch on a couple of things about it. I talked about. Um. Uh, the Poor People's Campaign and what Dr. Barber, Reverend Barber is doing relative to Dr. King. One of the things I like to ask my students was, do you know why Dr. Martin Luther King was killed? Okay. They know him as a civil rights leader. Yeah. I, ex- I point out to them that the civil rights movement had already reached its crest. And for the most part, his agenda had been accomplished sure. with the Voting Rights Act of 1964 and 1965. So that's not what got him assassinated in 1968. What got him killed was what he was doing then. Yeah. He was against the military industrial complex in the Vietnam War. Sure. He was also intentional about trying to unite 
black, white, and brown, sure. specifically poor people, with this poor people's campaign. Sure. So him addressing the power structure and the money and the wealth and the economic inequality that existed, sure. that's what got Dr. King killed. Yeah. So in saying all of that, everybody knows that I have a dream speech that Martin Luther King wrote. Sure. What a lot of people don't realize is though, it was remembered as the I Have a Dream speech from the March on Washington. Yes. The title to the speech was Normalcy Never Again. You know, I didn't know that till I read this. Article. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know it either. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody, that, what do you call that speech? You yes. call it the I Have a Dream speech. Right. But the title of the speech that he intended to deliver at that day sure. for that for that march on Washington for economic rights and and I can't remember the rest of the title. Somebody else can fill in the blanks for me later when they come in. But the title of it was actually Normalcy Never Again. Now, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to point out a couple of things from this article, Dr. W um, Reverend William J. Barber, and I want you to see this in light of him as a Christian and the evangelicals on the right who are very much still in supportive of Trump. Because sure. 70 million of your countrymen still voted for him. A scripture, Isaiah chapter 10. Woe unto those who legislate evil and rob the poor of their rights and make women and children their prey. What Dr. Barber says in this article, he says, if your spiritual experience does not produce a quarrel with the world, then the claim to be spiritual is suspect. So I'm not trying to call out an evangelical, but I am saying there is some scripture and some substance to what he's doing and what he's saying here. And this goes all the way back to this is this is Dr. King's legacy. It comes from the first sermon that Jesus ever gave. When Jesus preached his first sermon, he talked about good news to the poor, healing to the brokenhearted, recovery of sight to the blind. He was doing all of that in the context of Roman oppression. Mm -hmm. Now, here was the problem of that time. The religious culture had begun to serve the oppressor rather than relieve the oppressed. So when Jesus was talking about good news to the poor, that Greek word, and I can't even pronounce it, but it's P-T-O-C-H-O-S. That Greek word means those who have been made poor by economic exploitation. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about you just happen to be poor and it's your own fault. You know, we look at bums sure. and we think that, OK, he got some kind of chemical dependency or he got some kind of mental deficiency. Yeah. We think it's something wrong with somebody who's on the street begging. I want you to notice since this pandemic has begun, yeah. beggars don't look the same. Those people that you look uh, see on that corner asking for change or whatever can help, sure. they don't look the same. They look actually a lot more like you and I, and the pandemic has put them there. Sure. The third point that I want to make goes to Jesus' last sermon. And, and let, me, let me back up. That first sermon almost got Jesus killed, too, if you ever go read it. Sure. That, the, the last sermon that Jesus gave, he said that a nation will be judged by how it treats the hungry, the thirsty, the sick, the immigrant, and the least of these. This was his last sermon. And one of the things that, that Dr. Barber talked about is, to America is that accepting death is not an option anymore. Mm -hmm. The fourth point I want to make comes from Ezekiel 22. This scripture says that the reason why there is so much hurt toward the poor, toward poverty, is that the poor and the immigrants don't receive justice is because politicians lie. Now, in the King James Version, it says princes, but the leaders lie, the politicians lie. And it gets even worse than that because you know who else lies? Mm -hmm. The priest. The priest either join in the lying or they encourage it. Sure. I'm going. I'm calling these evangelicals out again, okay? Yeah, yeah. And I've done it on multiple occasions. If they feel it's hurt, they can change the station. Sure. Um, but here's the, the, the sad part about it. If you go along with it or don't say anything about it, this is what scripture says in Ezekiel chapter 22. 
I looked for somebody to stand in the gap and I could not find anyone. Dr. Barber brought emphasis to this when he said that's one of the most tragic scriptures in all of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Now, I've talked a lot. I'm going to make some real brief points that come out of this article. When we look at George Floyd and we look at Breonna Taylor and we look at Black Lives Matter, understand that it happened within the context of and Tamir Rice and all of these things. These marches, these moments or these movements, mm -hmm. they happen within the context of a COVID-19 crisis. Yes. What you're seeing with people like George Floyd in terms of the police is that the police represent the state and the state is not supposed to kill you. Sure. You think about the Constitution, you think about our laws. Mm -hmm. The state is supposed to ensure life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It's supposed to be about establishing justice and ensuring domestic tranquility, providing for the common defense, promoting the general welfare, guaranteeing equal protection under the law. You're not seeing that with what you saw with George Floyd's killing. Right. And, and, and a, there, you can go. There's a long list of names that you could add to it. Sure. You go, go right down there to Houston. Uh, what was the lady's name who got killed? Sandra. Uh, somebody will, will, will fill the blanks in yeah, later. Yeah. But it. It, it, it was it was a great article. Sandra who? Bland. Sandra Bland. Bland. Yeah, yeah, they okay. said it. Yep, okay. Sandra Bland. Okay. But th this is this was a great read. This was a great article. I don't want to um, get into a whole lot more stuff, but I will end with this. When we talk about who has the power, the political power, when we talk about bringing poor whites and poor blacks uh, together, this is not something new that Dr. Barber is doing. Mm -hmm. This is something that Dr. King did. In fact, when Dr. King talked about it, he talked about that beloved community. There was people who were sowing division then. Sure. That division was intentional. So this is not something that began with 45th President Trump, and it's not something that is it Trump's alone. This is something that goes on because it, it goes back to who has the wealth, who has the power. And and, and I would challenge our listeners to, to read it and kind of become cognizant of your spirituality and what we should be doing and what we should be focused on and how we could be different. Because at some point in time, you have to reflect on that because we as members of a representative democracy, if we're nothing else, we have to be informed and we have to vote and act and organize in accordance with that. OK, Joanne, um, most of us who lived through the, the civil rights movement of the 60s, uh, Civil Rights Act, I believe, 1963. Uh, and the Voting Rights Act of 19, uh, 19, 1965. We, we were aware that the nation needed to be healed. Uh, of course, now you, you, you were a baby. You had just gotten here during that particular time. But most of us who lived and just didn't think we would be going through that same thing again. We didn't think that we would, the nation would need to be healed again. What do you think about our chances for being healed a second time around? Well, first, uh, thank you so much for saying that I was a baby. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that story. You said I was a baby. I'm sticking with it. Okay, then. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to say. But um, healing is a process that is continuous in our country. So first, I want to thank uh, thank Philip for uh, the article because I didn't realize that that was normalcy. Never again that that was the true name of the uh, I Have a Dream speech. Right. But once I read that, it really uh, brought into a focus that when our new president takes over in a few weeks, 
And when COVID is finally set aside, we will not be going back to whatever normal was. Right. So much has happened during this time. And even after reading uh, the article that was that was presented, um, it just really made me think about the Poor People's Campaign and about uh, Reverend Barber and what he said about the only way poor people are ever going to rise uh, to have any type of political power is that poor black, white, and brown actually get together. Sure. And, of course, what our president that we have now has tried to do is so that division and that division, all those people who voted for him don't realize that all is not well. Sure. And that they were voting against their own interests to vote against having health care, to vote against uh, having your wages increase. Seventy something million people voted against their own interests. Sure. So it will take. But I, I, I still have hope that we will be able to, that some of us will be able to work together. Sure. And that we will be able to heal. You know, sometimes sores don't heal all the way. They heal on the top, or they heal underneath the skin, and it's enough for you to keep going. Sure. So prayerfully, we'll be able to heal enough for us to keep going, and maybe the rest of the people who see this healing and reap benefits from the healing will come on board. Yeah, that'd be great. That's all we can hope for. You know, that's Biden referred... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's all we can hope for, that some of the people who have been hurt understand that this is a way for healing. Okay. You know, Biden, in that first debate, uh, since Donald Trump was so uncivilized, referred to him as as a fool and a clown. And so, you know, it's, it's just too bad that almost every time any of the, the clowns speak, it's always, and he said it last night again, uh, socialism. You know, you're going to get socialism. Well, you know, people need to wake up because most of us know we're already not a, a socialist society and a socialist nation, but we are involved in socialism. When we go and get Medicaid and Medicare, that's uh, benefits for which we did not earn. Uh, when farmers get uh, a great deal of money sent to them because of the fact uh, their produce is not selling from the government, that's a socialistic kind of fad. The $1,200 checks that we got before that don't look like we're going to get again this time, that's a socialistic act. So we don't realize in this country that we are already involved in a lot of socialist, socialistic kind of things because we get any number of things in order to tide us over. Uh, General Motors got was a part of socialism because the Barack uh, Obama uh, administration bailed them out when they were going to fold. That 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 that's socialism, and you know, and and the thing that really ties me over as I, I look at this is that. The people who are hollering about socialism, when Karl Marx wrote the Communist, Mas Ma Communist Manifesto and Das Kapital, meaning the capital, he was talking about capitalism. And he said specifically what Philip actually referred to a few minutes ago. He said in a capitalistic society, the rich get rich and the poor 
get poor. And almost everything that comes out of this, you will note that that's what's happening. When you only have a handful of people who owns 50% of the stock, that's a case of the rich getting rich and the poor getting poor. But now, Jesse Keaton is better able to express this than me, so I'm going to turn it over to somebody who really can get down on this. Go ahead, Jesse. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, what, what stuck out in my mind about the article, which is a very, very interesting and a very good article, I recommend this for anybody and everybody to read it. There's a lot of high points in there. We could spend the whole hour on just talking on this one paper here. Uh, the thing that really uh, touched me was uh, when he got down and he talked about um, um, the preamble to the Constitution. Yeah. You know, he said to establish justice, commit domestic tranquility, sure. provide for the common defense, and then promote the general welfare. And he was saying that if you look at that, and that's why I say the people who wrote this thing here, I don't know if they intended for it to be written in that exact order. That's what they put it, so I'm going to say that's what they intended for it to be. Sure. They were exactly right about it, because when you look at it, that each one follows. You can't have one without the other. First of all, I said to establish justice. We have to have justice in, in, in the United States. Sure. If we don't have that, it's going to fail. That's the first thing, establish some justice. Ensure domestic tranquility, meaning peace at home. Sure. We have to establish justice for people, and then you have peace at home. And then you should provide for the common defense when you defend everybody, and then you promote the general welfare, and then you take care of everybody. So either one of those missing will definitely uh, uh, upset uh, what, what we're trying to do as far as healing the nation. Sure. Uh, you know, my son, uh, uh, I was talking with him a uh, while back, and, and he made a comment, which I, I you know, is, is absolutely right. Uh, in the um, Declaration of Independence, it says, um, and justice for all. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We- it, it said they didn't know the definition of all. Who wrote it? Yes. Because it was not all inclusive. This nation as a whole, and we just might well face it, people don't want to look at it from that aspect. And, and history has been written in a way to where it has camouflaged a lot of stuff, and, and we just take it for what is written, and we have to take into consideration it was written. Our history in this country has been written by Anglo Americans. Sure. And it has an Anglo American tilt to it. And, and when you read things that contradicts what they are saying, then people get all bit out of shape and upset and want to take it out the school curriculum and all those things there, but it needs to be looked at. This nation as a whole has been separating from day one. I don't, day one, they've been separated. When they first came over here, they separated women. They separated poor whites. Sure. Then they brought slaves over and they gave them somebody else to separate. Women got the right to vote. But then all of a sudden now you, you, you got your blacks over here and you're separating. And then they found out a way to keep blacks separated. We start separating light-skinned black folk from dark-skinned black folk. We all were black, so we've been separated. So separation has been a part of this nation. That's how they keep control. That 1% you're talking about, that's how they keep control. Sure. Is by separating all the brown, brown, green, or blue. It does not matter. I, when you look at the masses of the people, and I'm a hush, but when you look at the masses of the people who are living today in this country, they are not making $200,000 a year above. Sure. Most of them are under that. And just like Barbara was saying here, and I try to stress to people, is that we all have a lot of the same problems. We have bills. We have mortgages. We got house notes. We got kids going to college. All of these things we are trying to pay for. And yet, we cannot come together as a unit. Black, brown, brown, green, or blue, it does not matter to come together 
and vote on some stuff that help us as individuals. Uh, uh, it's, it's a sad day when we look at everybody here and we all are suffering from the same stuff. And yet we, this minority few have found a way to separate the poor against the poor. Sure. And it's going to always create a problem and a divide. And, and, and that's how they stay on top of it. Like they say that a nation or a country or anybody uh, that's divided, it, it won't stand. Yeah, government, it will not stand. Sure. But this is a part of Anglo-American ever since conception is that they have learned how to keep all of us fighting, keep all of us divided, and look at they are steady gaining money at the top. The Civil War was a war that was fought, not because of slavery, like Anglo-America wants to believe. That was not the main focus of it. You had a handful of people who convinced people who had brothers and sisters in the South and the North to hate each other so that they could have a nation and control things for themselves and get economically superior than everybody else and had thousands and thousands of people to lose their lives for probably about 15 or 20 Southerners who dominated everything down in the South. So we need to wake up as a nation and find out uh, the truth and look at it. And Barbara said this, he said that, which I hope they do, is that he's looking forward to and hope that they do that the, the Harris and Biden administration take this legislation that they're talking about pushing to the South, where the people, not only just the South, but mainly the South, he said, because uh, this is where the stronghold of the the Republican Party is. Take it to the South and show these ignorant black folk and ignorant Anglo people who have the same problems to understand you are voting against your own thing and see what we're trying to do is going to help everybody. And if they do that and where you can show people where it's advantageous for them to look at what is being done, not on a racial basis, but what is going to help everybody who's down at the bottom and work from bottom up. If they do that, I think you will succeed in getting the nation somewhat healed. But as long as we have a certain mentality, in, in positions that are always going to be a division. Okay. I'm the, okay, Jesse, you referred to the Declaration of Independence by, uh, when it was written uh, by all, and I remember a little passage. We were required as an eighth grader, and it's been two or three years since I've been an eighth grader, but it goes, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equally, <laughs> that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But now, you were exactly, when they said all men, they were not talking about Indians, they were not talking about uh, blacks, because we were slaves, we were property. So that when they talked about men at that time, that didn't include us and obviously did not include women because women could not vote. So you are right about the all in there. We're going to go to a a break right now. And I know Mark probably is taking a nap because he's probably saying, hey, these guys are just uh, running off and what the case may be. But, you know, there's a lot of great information and and on something like we need to kind of sort of like be on for the whole day because we could could discuss articles like this. We're going to a break right now. When we come back, then we're going to hear Again, from Mark White, who's going to tell us, and, and he's a real digger on all this kind of stuff. Stay tuned. The Sunday Show will continue with Donald Nelson and Philip O'Donnell. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. 
If there's one thing 2020 has shown us is that life can take a turn without notice. And through it all, we want you to know we are still here to help you just as we've always been. If you need to review your coverage or just need some advice from people you know and trust, we will always be here to help. After all, isn't that what you'd expect from a good neighbor? This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. Please call us at 903-831-2000 or visit us at DerekIsMyAgent.com. Transform your thinking. Transform your life. Transform your destiny at Transformation Center International in Texarkana. If you've ever wondered why you're here, what your purpose in life is, or who you really are, discover the answers and enjoy life as it is meant to be lived. Transformation Center International is your life center. Join Apostle Dennis Cook as he guides you through God's Word to uncover the message that God wants to give to you every week. You discover valuable lessons and insights to help you find more fulfillment in the journey of life. Hear from Apostle Dennis Cook each week at Transformation Center International, Sunday mornings at 9, Wednesday evenings at 7, and on the first Sunday evening of every month, come to the Empowerment Service at 6.30. Transformation Center International, your life center, where you'll find life and life more abundantly. It's at 1111 Hazel Street in Texarkana, Texas. Call 903-280-1051. Hello, it's Mayor Bob Brueggemann here, and I'm reminding you to look local first when it comes to shopping Texarkana. Every dollar you spend locally helps families working in local businesses. Our local businesses appreciate your business and can remain competitive with your support. Whatever you're looking to buy, it is as easy as going to looklocalfirst.com. Keep Texarkana hopping. 